0: for 50% off your delicious, hassle-free meals.
1: Hello, my name's Betty Guadagno. I'm a grateful person in recovery, and I'm a divine spiritual being living a temporary human experience. I had a spontaneous kundalini awakening in March of 2019, and it transformed my whole life. So I'm going to take you on that journey with me. So I'm going to paint a picture of who I was before my experience and tell you about the transformation that's taken place since. I grew up in a really chaotic, dysfunctional home. Uh, My whole family is like this perpetual cycle of addiction and poverty, sexual trauma, all kinds of abuse. And I started using drugs at a really early age to cope with what my experience was. My parents were addicts, they taught me how to use, their parents taught them how to use, and it's been that way for generations and generations. And it's exhausting being the one to break all the generational curses, but that's what I'm doing. (laughs) So, my parents made a decision in 2007 to stop using drugs, and they did that by committing suicide with one another. I was 23 when that happened, and my sister was 18, and it was such a traumatic, stigma-filled loss, and it really bonded me to drugs in this super dark way, and it's the only thing I had that I thought that I could cope with. That was the only way that I could cope, and so I stayed really strung out for the rest of my experience until I had this spiritual awakening, and so Yeah. My life was darkness, depravity, and I had this spontaneous awakening. It was onset by an overdose and I went to heaven. (laughs) And when I entered the space of heaven, I was a devout militant atheist. I had long philosophical rants about how there was nothing more. I was an orphan to suicide. I was a meth head prostitute strung out on heroin. I was on the verge of homelessness I'm a liar, a manipulator, a thief. I was all the things that you would think wouldn't get you into heaven. And there I was sitting enveloped in unconditional love in a non-physical realm and blinding white light and coming face to face with a creator that I did not believe in. While I was in this experience, I just wrote it off as drug-induced psychosis. I just thought, whoa, I'm so high that I think I'm talking to God. This is crazy. And I I figured it would be the the most insane trip of my life, and that was it. But it became real clear to me real fast that that's not what it was. While I was in this space, I was taken through my pre-birth planning. I was shown that I, as a soul, had chosen my life before I ever had come to Earth. I chose my parents, I chose the family that I would be born into. I chose all of the adversity. I chose the partners that I would have my sexual, physical and emotional traumas with. I chose the partners that I would be the abuser in their lives. And I saw this moment as I, as a soul, made all of these decisions. And the way that it looked to me was like a video game. And so when I was picking all of these life experiences, I saw myself in a grocery store and I had this empty cart and there was a man he was wearing a plaid blazer and a fedora. And he said, okay, pick your life. And, you know, I I thought, well, if I'm going to earth, I'm going to earth. And I started grabbing all of these. It looked like cereal boxes. And, you know, like they all said stuff on them. And so, I, you know, I picked to be an addict. I picked all of, all of this major adversity and hardship. And then there was things in the cart that I hadn't experienced yet. I had picked recovery and overcoming and triumph and all of these dreams and goals and but I, none of that had happened in my life yet and so i begged to stay in that space and they told me that i was a spiritual soldier and i i had volunteered to come to earth to uplift the consciousness of the planet and that i had to go back for my mission and that the first half of my life was just boot camp And so I was like, uh, I'm okay. (laughs) I'm not going to finish the mission. Like, I'm just going to stay here. And they told me, no, you have to go back. And I said, no, I'm not interested in doing that. And I sort of transformed into a small child. I was like stomping my fists and my feet on the ground. And I was like, I will not go back. You guys don't tell us what Earth is actually like. It's way too challenging. It's way too difficult. There's no way that I can do it. And then I had a thought and I said, well, I definitely cannot go back into her. And I could see myself outside myself. And they said, "Okay, you don't have to go back into her, but you do have to go back. And so we'll show you the baby that you'll be born into. And they showed me these three babies. And again, everything really looked like a video game to me. And then they showed me the stats of this one baby. And this would be the baby that I would be born into. And the stats that went along with this child, they showed me her gender, her ethnicity, where she would be born, her family line, her adversity. And her life was even more challenging than my own. And I already had such a challenging life full of so much stuff. And so I threw my hands up in the air and I said, okay, I can't start from zero. I'll go back into her. I found myself back in my awareness, and like I said, I just wrote this off as drug-induced psychosis, like spirituality, thinking of the universe, the divine, the creator, none of this was part of my life, and so I just went about my life using drugs, and I just wrote it off, and then the universe stepped in, and it made itself known in this very loud, tangible way, so that I had no way of mistaking that this was a real experience. There was two messages that were very loud and clear while i was there one was you have to go back to earth the other was you have to stop using drugs this is time for your mission and so the universe started to make it possible that i could step onto my mission and you know like step into recovery so all of these divine synchronicities started taking place in my life Like all of the drug dealers that I had been dealing with for over a decade all simultaneously decided to change their lives and stop selling drugs. People that did not know each other so that I had no way to get drugs. And then drugs just began to not work. And I found myself on day three of heroin withdrawal. And I was just, I mean, sicker than I had ever been. I had been an opiate addict for over 20 years. And this seemed like it was just so painful and um, i had a thought and i said wow i couldn't even kill myself if i wanted to because i am in so much pain that i can't even get up out of bed to figure out a way to kill myself and this moment felt like some sort of mental suicide or spiritual suicide and i heard this voice and it told me that i could request what i wanted fixed And I was in the throes of desperation. Like I was hearing a voice in my head. It told me I could be fixed. And so I said, okay. (laughs) And I was very over-intellectual about what I wanted fixed. I said that I wanted my pain receptors and my neurotransmitters fixed, that I wanted to no longer be physically dependent on heroin. I didn't say that I wanted to be rid of my drug addiction because I still definitely wanted to use other drugs. I just didn't want to be physically tethered to this one drug that had a physical dependency to it. And so they told me to lay back and count back from 10. And I felt, it felt like a thumb making X's across my forehead. And then in my mind's eye, I saw these two little men pop up. And they were these bald white men in lab coats. And they had these bulbous noses. And they were just standing there. And then all of a sudden, these little lawnmowers manifested in front of them. And so they were holding on to the lawnmowers and they were kind of bouncing up and down, just sort of looking at me and I'm looking at them. And then each of these men went in separate directions and they started to walk through the crevices of my mind. And as they walked through, I felt these intense, hot tingles. And I truly believed that I must be healed, like they were healing me. And so after they were done walking through my mind, I felt a palm come onto the onto my forehead. And then it felt like a plunger on the crown of my head. And as the plunger plunged down, there was this bright white flash. And in that moment, I was instantaneously healed out of day three of heroin withdrawal. I mean, like. 30 seconds before, I was sick all over myself, sweating in writhing pain, welcoming death, and then all of a sudden, there was nothing wrong. And so it became crystal clear to me after that that I did have an experience in a spiritual realm and that spirit was still with me and that I had to get onto another path. But I didn't know how to do that. And so I just followed my intuition, and I had this intuition to go on to the New York City subway system. I had no destination. I just hopped onto a train. I sat down, and this man appeared across from me, and he was wearing a 12-step fellowship necklace. And I heard a voice in my head, and it said, that's your path. Follow him to a meeting. And so I did, and that was on June 1st, 2019, and I've been clean ever since. And I went to a few more meetings over the next couple of days and I found myself in a meeting of 60 people. And I found myself sitting two seats away from the program director of a long-term rehab here in Brooklyn where I live. And, uh, you know, I just had just had a thought that I didn't know how to be a person. And I didn't know how to live life without using drugs. Drugs were my best friend. They were my higher power my whole life. And I just didn't know how to grieve them or let go of them. And I didn't know how I was supposed to cope with being a human without drugs. And so I found myself sitting next to this woman whose life's purpose, her passion, her, her profession is teaching women how to be women again after the use of drugs. And so I had a plan that I was going to talk to her after the meeting and I was going to beg her for a bed in her facility and start a new life. And so all throughout the meeting, I'm getting my courage up and I'm like all psyched. I'm like, I'm going to live a new life. This is so great. And after the meeting was over, I went to go talk to her, and she had left early. She was gone. But I had a plan. I was going to call there, but I felt really defeated. And so I went onto the bus to go home, and as I stepped onto the bus, that woman was sitting right there. (laughs) She had left the meeting early and was somehow on the exact same bus as me, not at the bus stop in front of the meeting because that's where I was. And I ran up to her totally manic and I was like, oh my God, I think that you're an angel. You're sent to earth. You're here for me. I can't believe this. It's totally divine. I want to talk to you inside, but you're already gone and now here you are. Oh my God, can you please, please, please help me? Please help me. And she looked at me so calm and she said, yeah, we have a bed. Come by tomorrow. We can help. And that sentence, it changed my whole life. And I went to that program the very next day with just the clothes on my back. I was about to be homeless. I hadn't paid my rent in two years because drugs were just more important. And um, I started my journey in recovery and not only in recovery, but in integrating my spiritual experience. You know, I didn't have any language for what had happened to me. I have some language for it now, but I was without a cell phone or a computer for 17 months. I stayed in that long-term treatment center so everything that I learned about spirituality, I read in books. It was like totally archaic. Not having access to the internet was just totally bizarre. And I got this great foundation in my life. I got a foundation not only to figure out how to be a human without using drugs and how to cope with my feelings as they come up but also in my spirituality. You know, I like I had this insatiable thirst for knowledge. I read every sacred text. I studied everything I could get my hands on about the law of attraction and metaphysics. And it was the first time in my life that I was finally using my mind. I was exercising my brain and it was so liberating, it felt so empowering to actually be able to have conscious thoughts and to know that I truly am the creator of my universe. You know, being downloaded with my pre-birth planning, it was like this instant shift of consciousness. I was no longer a victim to my circumstance, I was actually a divine co-creator of my experience. Things had no longer happened to me, they had happened for me because on some soul level I had chosen it for the evolvement of myself. And so some of the teachings that I really enjoy and I still use in my life today, I study A Course in Miracles, it's a metaphysical text, it's a channeled message from Jesus, it's a different way of life, it's a reprogramming. I also study the literature in my 12-step fellowship, which I'm a member of. I study the Baha'i faith. And I belong to a group for near-death experiencers and spiritual experiencers on the IONS platform. And so I get a lot of information that way as well. And my life is immersed in community today. I have a job in the recovery field. I assist people on their recovery journeys, which is such a wild sentence to say. You know, I never helped anybody do anything. In fact, I got a lot of people strung out on drugs and I caused a lot of harm in my life and um, today i have this amazing opportunity to make a universal amends and i assist people on their healing journeys today and it's more than i ever could have thought for myself and my life since my experience it was as if every cell in my body absolutely demanded to transform 180 degrees my diet changed i'm a gluten-free vegan i only drink water (laughs) I don't do drugs i don't drink alcohol i don't smoke cigarettes i'm immersed in community my life before my experience was isolation degradation and depravity and today that's not what my life is like and it's all thanks to my spiritual experiences and having this awareness that there is something more so when i entered the space of heaven Like I said, there was a lot of contrast. You know, I was a sex worker. I was a drug addict. I was an atheist. And it didn't matter. And I could continue to live my life as if it didn't matter. But the universe wanted me to do something different. I choose to live righteously today. You know, like I choose to do things that are not only for my highest good, but for the collective's highest good. My download was very loud and clear when I came back that I'm a spiritual soldier sent to uplift the consciousness of the planet from a third dimensional level of thinking to a fifth dimensional level of thinking. And I do that just by being myself, just by being a shining light. I love sharing my story, but that's not always my purpose. Sometimes it's just to hold space and listen to somebody who needs, you know, somebody to listen to them. Yeah. You know, like, what else do I want to say? if transformation is possible for me it's literally possible for anyone i truly believe that we're in the midst of a great awakening i do not think that i would have been woken up if it wasn't something that was happening on a global scale this was not part of my picture this isn't something that i ever thought for myself and like i said i'm immersed in a lot of community community has been such a big part of my process and To know that there's like-minded individuals just like me and to figure out how to cope and just be a human uh, with the information that I have and to live on the spiritual path and how to find that temperance between being a human on earth, but deeply knowing within my soul that I'm a divine spirit just here for a little while. And I think I'm going to leave it there. Thank you for giving me some space. Thank you for letting me share.